Blog Talk Radio.
All Eyes on Chicago, August 20th to the 23rd, as Chicago welcomes the first annual Black Wall Street National Conference. Joining us in our efforts in sustaining and increasing black business. To register, visit www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com and listen to Black Wall Street USA, Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. This ad was sponsored by Chicago's blackbusinessnetwork.com. Join us today and touch the world. Welcome to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, June 17th, 2010, with your host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. This is Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com, and I will be Mr. Carter's co-host for this segment. All Eyes on Chicago, as Black Wall Street Chicago focuses on the Black Wall Street districts across the nation. Join us this evening for an update on the upcoming Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit scheduled for August 20th through the 23rd right here in Chicago. We anticipate more than 500 professionals from across the nation to be in attendance at this first convention hosted by our Chicago base. Be a part of this historical event by calling in and being part of the solution. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number 1 if you would like to speak to one of our guests or if you have a comment. Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. In the upcoming weeks, all eyes will be on Chicago as we prepare for the National Convention. During each of the upcoming eight weeks leading up to the convention, we will focus on different aspects of the event, such as the upcoming workshops and seminars, the actual summit itself, as well as our visits to the districts and their participation. One thing about Black Wall Street summits is that they are inclusive. Everyone has a voice, and everyone has a vote. And we're going to ask Ron Carter to explain a little bit more about the summit process to you. But first, let's get an update on what's going on with the overall convention. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Perdue, and let's welcome our hosts to the show. Welcome, Ron. How are you today? Hello, Sonia. How are you doing, my dear? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Working hard over there, Carter. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're working hard and got a heck of a responsibility of working hard and fulfilling the agenda of the Black Wall Street Economic Summit uh, nationally that's going to be happening on August the 20th. So, yes, the agenda is intense as the issues are intense, and we are moving very diligently in making these things happen. Uh, we have had our committee meeting this morning in which we uh, discussed the agenda, all the pros and cons to make this uh, convention exclusive to all and to make a, a presence of how we're going to take a part in sustaining and increasing black businesses. So with all the uh, agenda items and the resolutions uh, on August 23rd is coming to an head, but with every summit, it creates more work. So we have uh, decided to have uh, maybe about eight 
uh, workshops, and but the workshops is going to be centered all around the uh, Black Wall Street districts as people from all over the uh, the country come and take part in seeing how Chicago has been able to secure its Black Wall Street districts. But the summit is not just about the districts, it's about all the other components that have to take part in and securing uh, and uh, securing, sustaining, and increasing black businesses. So we are very intense in what we're doing and what we have to do, uh, even to the point of how legislation is not just covering the districts, but it's also covering uh, the issue of minority versus black and how it uh, also addressed contract procurement. Uh, there's an African-American employment bill that is being addressed. So the issues are very much uh, resolution-driven in how the process is to engage other people in us actually fulfilling our objectives. We have met with elected officials on how they're going to take part. Uh, We're also gearing up and not just looking at sponsorships, but how are those sponsorships going to be an ongoing relationship that can increase our uh, position of sustaining and increasing black businesses. Uh, as the other cities from around the country take part, they're not only uh, seeing what Chicago is doing, but we're also looking at what they're doing because as we look around the country, it's about the same issues of Oakland, California, it's in Chicago, it's in San Diego, it's in New York City and Manhattan, it's in Atlanta, um, it's in uh, Minneapolis. All of these issues that we are facing, somehow they're simultaneously. So since they are simultaneously on the same level, regardless of what city they are, that's what brings us to the point of having this Black Wall Street National uh, Convention and Summit. So, yes, we we got a hell of an agenda here, and you, as our coordinator uh, for the National Summit, I know that you are getting all the bits and pieces from the personalities to the issues to the marketing strategy to the uh, just the focus of uh, being inclusive of all those that have stressed the interest and even those that have not stressed the interest that will be doing some that we'll be doing so as well. So, yeah, we, we got a heck of an agenda here, Sonia. Yes, we do, Mr. Carter. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter. And uh, all eyes are focused right now on the first uh, Black Wall Street convention, which will be August 20th. And uh, as Mr. Carter was telling you, I am national convention coordinator, and uh, I happened to walk in here one day and say, I want to be coordinator. (laughs) I could do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is. uh, Yes, you you did. Yes, you did. And you said, you asked me again. You want to coordinate this? I say yes. I want to do it. <laughs> and uh, for all of you, all of you listening, and who will be listening to this after the convention, 
uh, pray for me. That's <laughs> that's what I have to say. This is quite a challenge, but somebody has to step up and somebody has to do it. Uh, and, and I mean, not only. That. Not, not only the part that I play and not only the role that I play, and I, I'm reaching out to everyone who listens to this repeatedly in the archives, uh, you need to step forward and be part of this. As our eyes are on Chicago, I, I want to, first of all, Ron, explain to them the difference in a convention and a summit, because Black Wall Street has hosted 12 economic summits. Would you please? Well, taking from the first summit. Our first summit was an orientation, but when we get into the orientations, we found out that we had to take our orientation into some action. So we started off as an ad hoc, and as that ad hoc, we began to pass resolutions of following up on what we discussed. And that was done in the process of all persons that's in part of the summit actually voting, whether they're members or not. There are discussions, there's debate, and after that dis- the discussion and that debate, there is a guide to a, a resolution that somebody is going to pass a resolution, pass a motion, and that motion becomes a resolution. And then from there is our task to work on carrying that out to the next summit. So we have had three uh, summits every three months. And every three months, we not only review what we voted on the last uh, summit, but we also take in consideration uh, additional uh, resolutions that comes out. Some of them are a reflection of resolutions and motions in the past, and some of them are uh, a reflection of what we foresee that needs to happen. So every three months, the group come together and we vote on resolutions. We vote on what we discuss in order to take action on them. And then after that, we work on those for three months, and we come back three months later, and we evaluate what went good, what went bad, what we need to do, do we need to table it, so that we have an accountability of monitoring our own actions in our own directions. So that is, if you can, look at uh, the United Nations, where groups come together regardless of their own ideology, regardless of their own direction, but they have a common uh, denominator to come together, whether they agree or not. And the summit consists of many business organizations and non-business organizations that have an interest in sustaining and increasing black businesses. We don't always agree, but we know that the end of a particular session, there's got to be a motion of direction. And from that motion of direction, we move on to the next one. Now, taking into consideration for our national uh, convention, in which a convention is gathering all of those components that are part of it nationally. And as we come together under a convention format, that this is where many people are not aware of each other, so we dialogue to see where each one is at. But in the format of that convention, uh, we still have a point of reference of of follow-up and how we're going to do that. So the convention is more of a 
a direction of many different ideas uh, dialoguing on where they are. And our summit is based on that leadership taking action on where we are and moving us to the next step. So that is generally a, a, a difference in the summit and the convention. Uh, so we have combined the two concepts together to have the Black Wall Street Convention and Summit of August 20th to the 23rd, a four-day convention, basically three and a day and a half, which our last day will be a leadership of the different summits around the country to uh, move on where we go from here and a reflection or a retreat of the convention summit. So that's basically our working uh, uh, outline. And with that working outline, again, there's been probably over 50 resolutions that we are part of. And those resolutions do get to the um, elected officials in the form of the state of Illinois, the Senate of Illinois has voted on our resolution as well as the House of Representatives has voted on our resolutions as well when it comes to the Black Wall Street districts for 75th Street and for Stony Island. So we feel good about the the recognition of the uh, the, the elected officials, uh, but we know we still have a long way to go in implementing our marketing and strategic plan to sustain and increase black businesses. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big agenda. Um, and, Sonia, you stepped up to the plate. Uh, yes, I did. And that's fine because uh, it's, it's uh, turning into an unforgettable experience. We're on week 10, and we're counting down. And uh, as I said before, each week uh, we will present on Black Wall Street USA, which is what you're listening to right now with Ron Carter, we will present an aspect of what is to come in that particular convention. Uh, for instance, we will be hosting a show uh, covering black to green and uh, talking about the green initiative. We will also probably be hosting a show, uh, as you just mentioned, the black, the black uh, legislation that has just passed. I don't know if I should call it black legislation. The uh, legislation that has just passed uh, regarding black employment, uh, which I believe LaShawn K. Ford headed up that. Uh, he Correct. and Reven Ford working on that documentation. So we hope to have them uh, with us. LaShawn K. Ford has been a guest on Black USA, Black Wall Street USA previously. So we hope to have them back again to talk about that particular piece. So each week, each show uh, will be headed towards, uh, heading us toward the convention. For all of you that don't know, Black Wall Street Chicago has a weekly committee meeting every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. at the offices of South Street Journal located at 449 East 35th Street. These meetings are open to the public. We just request that you give us a call at 312-624-8351 and RSVP. You're welcome there, just like you're welcome to come right on into the summit and uh, voice your position, and everyone has a voice, has a vote. Isn't that right, Ron? That's right. Everybody have a vote, regardless of your uh, organization affiliation, uh, and the ideas upon even before taking a vote is about actually understanding what we're voting on. 
but we do want the inclusion of people so that at one point or another, everybody take a responsibility on what we voted on. So that's a, a key to moving forward as well, is for the participation for people to not only vote on the motions and the resolution, but to act on them at the same time. This right. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I am the co-host, Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Com. Join us today and touch the world. Currently, we have approximately 600 members, and we want you to come over and be a part of that. Uh, some of the workshops that are uh, going to be hosted by uh, Black Wall Street Chicago and the convention, just a few of the topics, very broad, marketing and advertising for black businesses, follow the money workshop, a uh, women in business segment to international business relations. What place does uh, international business relations have at a Chicago summit, Ron? Well, Where does there, that, fit in? Uh, that fit in to the point that it has brought up in our earlier summits where the, um, the African American Chamber of Commerce, which is uh, based on African trade, and as that has been on our earlier resolutions to engage in that, uh, recently one of our associates, uh, 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 Dr. Willie Wilson, he is a uh, he's in the medical field, but he has owned uh, about five McDonald's two years ago, and he is uh, the head of uh, the Gospel Sensational uh, uh, TV program. And um, he has moved into um, investing in uh, in Africa, and as he did so, he has brought a a, a bunch of uh, what, what I can say his business association associates to take part in uh, selling and distributing medical supplies in Zimbabwe, and. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, the ambassador of Zimbabwe was here maybe about a month ago, and they made a special appeal uh, here in Chicago so that the black businesses can take part in the future growth of Zimbabwe and how we can build a more of a network of trade. So Mr. Willie Wilson, Dr. Willie Wilson, has been reached out so that he can give us an uh, update because for the most part, having a convention of this uh, nature and the summit of this nature, uh, Africa is always going to come up. And we understand that the world, and for, for lack of words, is getting smaller. And as it begins to get smaller, that means that the, the networking from um, Africa to Korea to uh, Japan to Mexico, uh, we have to be a part of the international market as well. And uh, Dr. Wilson is one person that's taken that lead, and so we stated that of the many things that come up, we have to look at that international market uh, to be a part of, and we're looking at it as far as Africa is concerned, because Africa, for many other than the Mexico, it is the closest continent uh, to the United States. 
and there's no reason why we should expand our knowledge and our growth with each other in order to uh, expand and to sustain and increase black businesses. So that's a, a focus, and that's a leadership coming from uh, Dr. Wilson as having this African trade agenda. But even though, again, that that's something that Dr. Wilson has engaged in maybe about a couple of uh, months ago, it's been on the agenda of Black Wall Street Chicago for a couple of years. And so a lot of the resolutions that we uh, vote on, even though it was two years ago that we voted to have an African component of Black Wall Street, uh, is starting to resurface. So a lot of the agenda items that we discuss are not always right around the corner, but some of them are long-term. And this is one long-term that's becoming uh, to be present for us right now. So that's how that uh, part of the agenda uh, takes part with the uh, international relations uh, that also have a good uh, relationship when we talked about product development because we're talking about products for, to Africa, not only products among ourselves. We have people that have um, uh, products that we take the position is that if there is a black community, a majority black community, we're going to have to these big box, small box, any type of stores got to make room for our black products. So that's more of an advocacy of Black Wall Street to ensure that our black products are just as much as part of the retail operations and that we have those as visible and accessible as any other product that is pushed upon the other black community. So we feel good about that part of it with the product development even as it relates to one other workshop is following the money. And that means that if that money is in Africa, if that money is in Mexico, or if that money is right across the street in the Ma Paz store, we have to follow the money into a point of how do we actually um, uh, reach uh, particular goals in each individual businesses. So we come together in the form of a fund among those businesses to make sure that each one get to that next step or where their business plan is telling them they need to go. So the workshops are not only just a discussion, but they're also a form of passing resolutions again within the workshop on how we will move to the next step. Great. I was very excited when I saw that the international piece became a part of the overall agenda, as it should be, for several reasons. Uh, number one, Robert L. Sampson was a guest on one of our shows. Uh, uh, last week he was, and we had some technical difficulties, but we're going to edit that show and put it back on Blog Talk again. But one of the uh, things that he loves to talk about, and you know that he does, is his farm initiative, which is rural to, uh, the Rural to Urban Connection but also, not only did he talk about the rural to urban connection or the national connection of bringing the fresh foods into uh, our communities, 
of which we are starving to death. The uh, title of that show is The African Child in America Starving to Death. We may look big, but that doesn't mean we're well fed. We're fed, but we're being poisoned. But anyway, I think that's an important part of, of our initiative because in order to accomplish the, all of these things, Ron, we must be uh, watch our health and we must be healthier. We have, must have Correct. a, a healthier mindset and a healthier spirit as we move forth and do these things. But I, w- I was glad to see the uh, international agenda on that because right as I accepted this position as National Convention Coordinator, I got a call from someone uh, in Durham, North Carolina, uh, Gracie Eugene, and she's very internationally connected, and she asked me to become a part of a project which is similar to what you're talking about uh, with Mr. Wilson, whereas there will be an international marketing connection. And uh, I told her, I said, well, you know what, I got knee deep in this convention thing. I said, but I'm going to learn. I'm, I'm in a learning curve right here, and I think there's a reason for me to be in this learning curve to move on to other things. I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking everything that I learn serves a purpose, and it's building a foundation for the other things and the next things that I go into and grow into. And I don't say that being about me. I say that about everybody because that's what it is. It builds a foundation. It equips you with other tools. Uh, it helps you uh, go through other thought processes and, and challenges because this is a challenge. You know this, oh, yeah. but as oh yes, he's done all of this before. He has the experience. I asked him, "Run, have you done this before?" This oh yeah, he's done it. But it's all a new experience. <laughs> to me. But it's a, it's a good experience. I don't know what I'm gonna be like on the 23rd, but it's a good experience. It's a good experience. I don't know if I'm gonna do it again, but I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, and- you're gonna do it again. It's gonna be more <laughs> like in your blood. What we call it, in too deep. So you're is into that what it, it is? So you're going to end up doing it again. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is this is what we're going to do. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go to a break and then we're gonna come back uh, and just talk about the convention just a little bit more and uh, and just share share a few more things with the people. Okay. How about that? that? Sounds great. Okay, you're listening to Black Wall Street USA uh, with host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonya Purdue. Thank you so much for being with us. We support organizations like Partners in Community Building, Inc., as they contribute to building up our communities by enriching the lives of others. Partners in Community Building is a nonprofit organization, and there is no charge for their services. PICB is a HUD-certified counseling agency, And here are just a few of the services available to you in the Chicagoland area. Foreclosure prevention, there's no charge for this service. Winterization, who doesn't need their home winterized. CETA energy assistance and furnace programs. Even if you are paying your electric and gas bill on time, you may still qualify for assistance from CETA. Home ownership counseling is available as well as rental assistance referrals. Partners in Community Building is located at 3424 South State Street in Chicago. For additional information and to schedule an appointment, contact PICB at 312-328-0873. Call 312-328-0873 for all of your housing needs. Ms. Bobby Ball is the Executive Director of Partners in Community Building, Inc., Tell her you heard about it on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio.
We're back, and you're tuned in to Black Wall Street USA with Mr. Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago as our host. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Join us today and touch the world. All eyes on Chicago as Black Wall Street Chicago focuses on the districts across the nation. Join us this evening for an update on the upcoming Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit scheduled for August 20th through the 23rd in Chicago. We expect this event to attract over 500 black business owners and professionals from across the nation. We will have extensive media coverage for this event through South Street Journal newspaper and many national and local media outlets. This convention will serve as a landmark event designed to provide business owners with professional motivation and practical tools needed to accomplish our collective goal which is to sustain and increase black businesses in Chicago and throughout the nation. We want to thank you for being with us this evening. Just let's welcome our host back to the show, Ron Carter. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Sonia. You know, there was and, an interesting – yeah, go ahead. No, uh, you know, I wanted to tell you – wait a minute. I wanted to tell you we have a couple callers on the line, Ron. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'm going to let you go to that, but this caller from 773 has been on the line for a little while, and I'd like for us to go to them first. Is that okay? That's great. Let's bring them on the line. Caller, uh, last four digits, 1470, you on the air with Black Wall Street USA. Good evening, uh, Sonia and Ron, Eugene Delonato, Black Pages International. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm all right, brother. How are you doing? I'm great. doing well. Okay, haven't talked to you in a little while. I heard you had a production a little while ago. Uh, it's still so ongoing. Is that in the making? We'll be up. No, we went up on the 12th and the 13th, and we're up at the DuSable Museum uh, Saturday and Sunday, 8 o'clock um, on Saturday, 4 o'clock on Sunday, and then we have a finale on the 26th and the 27th. So obviously I wanted to invite you two out. Uh, the show is back in the day. Well, we go back to the early 1960s when Bronzeville was thriving, and we talk about family, friends, extended family, and teenage pregnancy, and we show how the community rallied around those kinds of issues. So, now, this uh, is all in a production? This, this is a is production a, play? or this, this is a stage play and musical. Oh, Okay. In fact, well, uh, you know, we I'm glad you called in to get us informed about it. We need to get some information right away because we are on our way going to press. Uh, well, that's be this weekend. I don't know how much that would be good for you, but we definitely want to put something in there uh, regarding that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So we, how is the Black up, Pages uh, coming along? Well, Black Pages is presenting the show. That's... Um, we, what we did was uh, we decided to get back into the theater business, and so Black Pages is presenting the show, and it's another means of bringing black businesses together. We have an ad book where we um, encouraged several businesses to purchase ads in the ad book for the show, and it's just a, another arm for us to uh, galvanize the community around many topics similar to what you guys have been sharing uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. So when, when can uh, we look at another issue of Black Pages to be on the street? We're coming out in July. Oh, we're, oh, you know, we July. come out biannually now. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, so okay. it'll be coming out in July and in just a few weeks right after we are done with uh, our run at the DuSable Museum, then we'll get the directory out and then we'll um, keep pushing our shows because of the message of back in the day and you know, we're looking for those who want to use the show as a fundraiser. So we encourage you and others to come out and see the show because that's precisely what it's for. In fact, what we've done, we put about 30 people to work. Um, oh, great. Production. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. So um, the overall, you've been to a couple of uh, Black Wall Street summits and you've been to a couple of our meetings. Um can you uh, describe, based on you know your experience being with Black Pages and really looking at Black businesses and having hands on with them as you assist them in their marketing and their promotions? Uh, how can you assess the overall direction of Black businesses? Well, you know, in, in, in talking about this, this, this the, the, the limited experience I've had in going to the Black Wall Street meetings and all, and I think what, what I was impressed about most, Ron, candidly, is the fact that you talk about intelligent topics and topics that um, need to be addressed, and you challenge people to act on those topics and to put a timeline on the implementation of what you talked about. And, 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 and as you know, that's key in doing the work that's in front of us. And, and so um, in regards to you know, black businesses, um, uh, the same thing has to, to, to apply and does apply for those successful businesses. Uh, they hold themselves accountable insofar as providing a, a good product and a service. They listen to their customers. Um, they take feedback from them, and then they adjust and go forward. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I said, I'm excited about the work that you're doing, and I certainly want to be involved with this summit in August, and I intend to do everything that I can to bring businesses and other folks there to participate um, mm-hmm. because, again, we're going from, from local to regional to state to national to international, and those are some of the the areas that I heard you and Sonia talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yes, we. Uh, I think that the, um, matter of fact, not just think, but I know that the uh, Black Pages is an institution within the black community that it, it has a, a, a very much of a role as it is a puller to uh, black businesses. And uh, we do welcome you to be a part of the, of the process and also as we look at the agendas as it relates to one of our workshops that we'll be uh, addressing uh, marketing and advertising uh, your black businesses. So I think it would be very appropriate that maybe we can extend to you uh, to be a part of that particular uh, panel discussion uh, on uh, marketing and advertising as we uh, still gear toward that has been something that we have to continue to do uh, in order to get the word out and turn that whole image around that keeps uh, haunting uh, black businesses, per se. Well, so, you, know, yeah, so. you know, sometimes, yes, so sometimes right, I think we, we, we make it too difficult. And, and I say that because the thought just came to mind 
that if we simply, each of us, promote each other in a positive light, every business that's in the community, if we can find a way to promote them in a positive light and to encourage them, there are going to be times, and in, in, in all of our business careers, there have been times when we haven't lived up to what we had hoped to with our business plan or what our intentions were insofar as providing a quality product or service or opening up on time or, or providing a, a client with everything that they needed. But nonetheless, if we can get through that and promote each other in a positive light and seek out solutions for those instances, then I, I think that, 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 that what you'll find is that we'll galvanize around each other because uh, we'll be in the habit of picking each other up and encouraging each other. And, 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 and that's what I'm finding that's happening with the Black Business Network, with, 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 Wall, with, with Black Wall Street, and many of the businesses that are tied in to your network. And, 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 and that's what I find encouraging. And so that's why, you know, I, I took the time to call in tonight to, to again, to, to thank both you and Sonia for the tremendous work that you're doing and, and to say to you that, that uh, whenever I can lend a hand, I would certainly do so. And, and, and all of our plates are full. Um, you know, that, that goes without saying. But if, if, if we take the time to commend each other and to lift each other and lift each other up and to encourage each other, you know, um, I think that, that we will certainly realize our objectives and realize them quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's very uh, well-respected coming from you based on the work that you have done, and that is a sense of uh, encouragement as we move forward. Uh, but we, as I stated, uh, we're definitely going to send you information on this panel on advertising and marketing uh, so that uh, you can help uh, lead that discussion, even as you talked about uh, as we need to promote the positiveness of where we are, and that is a part of why we are looking at the Black Wall Street districts, uh, specifically on Stony Island and 75th Street, because it's not necessarily uh, uh, discussing what we need to do, but there are black businesses on these business strips that actually is doing what we keep saying we need to do. It's probably not in parity, not well, it's not in parity to the population of the black community, but it is a very good representation of the particular communities that uh, surround 75th Street and Stony Island as far as black representation. So we do have the good stories. Uh, those businesses have been stable uh, they do have some good stories, and we do want to promote them uh, just as much. And I know that we have been talking some time ago on a collaborative, uh, and you definitely opened up the uh, the door for Black Wall Street to be a collaborative in the Black Pages, and it's just a matter of us getting our direction together to uh, take advantage of your invitation uh, to do so. So, yes, the, uh, the the spirit of what we're doing continues, even though, as Sonia indicated uh, earlier, being a part of the uh, Black Wall Street as the coordinator, uh, it do get intense. <laughs> we miss a little uh, spots now and then, but the agenda is, is big enough 
for us to actually get a lot of good things done, uh, as, as intense as it may be. If I may, uh, Eugene, if I may, um, just back up a few minutes. And, and glad to hear from you. You've been missing in action a little while, but I know I hear about you over there and what you over there at DuSable doing, and I told somebody this week, and I'm glad you served as a reminder, that I want to come over there and, and see the play. I really do. Can you just take a few minutes to tell us, because these are our local people over there at DuSable working hard over there. Some of the people right. who are in this play, Eugene? Well, um, we've got um, um, Moms Mabley, um, Shirley Whitmore is going to be portraying Moms. We've got Darius Janiers, who's going to be portraying Brooke Benton. We've got Phoenix L. Hamilton, who's going to be portraying uh, Dinah Washington. Um, oh, right. But it's, it's, it's actually a, a, a musical, so you're going to hear all six or seven great songs that you've heard before, God Bless the Child has got his own, uh, Try a Little Tenderness. But it's, it's an intense story about how we resolved teen pregnancy in the early 1960s. So what we've done, we've combined a cast of some actors and actresses who are seasoned, and then we went out into the community and allowed some new people who just walked in and showed mm -hmm. us that they had the determination to make the cut, and you're going to see some of them performing, and you're not going to know who's seasoned and who isn't because we formed an ensemble of about, oh, it's about 20 of us because we've got a band who, who will be playing. So we know that we've got a smash show, but more importantly is the message that we send out in terms of how um, the, the community in the early 1960s, because we started in the early 1960s, how they dealt with the, some of these matters. And, and it's an ongoing story because at the end of this, uh, we have uh, a segue back in the day, senior graduation that we're going to follow up. So, again, we, we, we're doing the six shows, and then we'll look for other venues, and we're seeking out people who want to use the show as a fundraiser because on the other side, uh, like I said, we put about 30 people to work, and we also gave uh, many people an opportunity to sell tickets and make money on the sale. So we put together what we think is um, a formula that, that, that drives the wealth back into the community, and um, that, that was our intent, not, not, just, not just to tell a story, but, again, to, to, to a show that, that, that you can come up with an idea, a concept, to get people to buy into it. And then uh, if, so, you know, the Sovereign Museum, they come out as winners by us doing six shows there, um, radio and TV, and um, just so many people have helped us to get this show up. And it's, it's a challenging task, but, again, um, um, it makes everybody who participates stronger and wiser and, again, creates a, a real healthy network. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things, uh, as you were talking, Eugene, that we have a tendency to forget and we, that we need to keep on the forefront. People don't know these things automatically. Uh, I had uh, Mama Edie on a show, and she's a storyteller, but she approached it in the way that there is the business of storytelling, and she gets paid to be a storyteller. You were talking about 
uh, as you was talking about the production, bringing 30 people to work, uh, you were talking about the business of doing a production. So we see the flash and the dance and all those type of things, but we forget and we don't speak that language enough, and I'm just throwing this out there to you, about the business of entertainment because it is all a business and it just as there any business there's a correct way a correct formula a co- correct following for it and so i think this is all important uh not only in the advertising and marketing section but i think ron as we go through uh with this convention as a reminder of people to people these are all businesses in their specific ways that we need to approach them. There's specific training that is required to be successful. There's a specific foundation of knowledge and experience required to do it. As uh, Eugene said, you opened up the door for some new people, and they stepped up to the plate uh, and mixed in with the experience. And I think that's all very important. I'm going to ask you another question, Eugene, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, yeah, you have been missing. You know, so many people are asking me about uh, do you have any black pages? Do you have any black pages? Because you know, uh, at the February 27th summit, we gave one out to everyone there. So they're, they're really following up and asking about those black pages. Do you have them? So, Eugene, yes, we do. We do have to get on that for this convention. Yes, and in fact, uh, what's, what's going to be uh, really exciting for me is that we'll have the new directory out. And, and, um, as we get late into the season and, and, and the books start to be dispersed, but then, you know, it becomes difficult to find them because there are only so many books that, that, that we can that we're able to print as we continue to grow. But uh, I'm excited about that at the convention that the new directory will be out and we'll have plenty around. And, and again, um, um, we, we, we really want, and, and we're doing that as partnering um, with, Groups and organizations like yours, and 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 you know that's what it takes because it's just like your hand. You have five fingers on each hand, so every finger uh, plays a crucial role without one finger. You know, so um, that's that's the way we've been looking at it. And um, um, yeah, we, we certainly want not not one, but we will participate and participate in a great way, but. It's just that um, I was a playwright. I am a playwright and a producer first. That's my first love. And so I put okay. that on the shelf. And so I, I just wasn't happy. I'm, I wasn't as happy as I am now uh, in, in, in doing my shows because I've got about five shows that I've put on the shelf for a while. And I'm really excited about back in the day because, again, um, we're just standing on the shoulders of ancestors who got us here. You know, they came up from the South in the early 40s and the 50s. And, and that's really what the story is about. It's in honor of those ancestors who moved into those kitchenette apartments that came up to Chicago and Philadelphia and Detroit and wherever they landed. And um, they weren't as educated as we say we are now, but that, that common sense that they gave us has uh, caused many of us to go far. And so that's, that's what Back in the Day is about. And, and, and I'm delighted that uh, God blessed me to be able to tell this story, and I really encourage you to come out uh, and encourage others to come out because, as I said, we, we have a smash show. It's a combination of, of some comedy, uh, music, and dance, but it's also a compelling story. It's going to make some people cry. I can guarantee you that. 
sound like a very uh, uh, intense and, and enjoyable evening to have all those components in this one play. Okay. So I, you know, as I said, uh, what what uh, Sonia was indicating, uh, with, with the ensemble, there's a level of trust because you have to be there, you have to be there on time, you have to be supportive of each other. So what has happened is that uh, for the past four months, we've been preparing and we've become a, a family, and 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 mm-hmm. and that's how it is in that business, and so. Um, I, I love being engaged in it because you meet so many great people. And, you know, when you get to the root of it, when you really think about it, Ron and Sonia, at the forefront of all of these great movements, when you talk about the Harlem Renaissance, what happened? Who was at the mm-hmm. forefront? Mm-hmm. The writers, the musicians, the, the, these were the ones who were at the forefront. And in any movement, it's always the same. So... Uh, I'm I'm just glad to say God blessed me with some of these skills, and I I want to share them because I I feel that all of us, Ron, Sonia, we're gifted, and 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 what we need to more be more mindful of is that we are each of us gifted, and then to share these gifts, and 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 that's all that uh, I've been involved with uh, for the past four months. So if if I've kind of gone uh, underground, that's why Sonia, that's that's why Ron. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, we're grateful that you did take the time this evening uh, to stop by and uh, tell them uh, how they can get those tickets. Well, uh, give me a call at this number, 773-407-1470, and, and tickets for this weekend have been reduced to $15. This is this is a Father's Day special. We want fathers to come out. We want uh, family to come out. And for these two weekends, Friday, Pardon me, Saturday, uh, uh, June 19th, the show goes up at 8 o'clock. And Sunday, Father's Day, the show goes up at 4 o'clock. And tickets are $15 for those two days only. For the for the 26th and the 27th, the tickets are going to go back up to their normal uh, prices. But for this particular weekend, you can come to the theater itself and get tickets for, for $15. That's, That's great, very good. Well, thank you for joining us this evening, and uh, you're welcome to stay on the line, but you're also welcome to come back again anytime, Eugene, anytime. Sonia, Ron, thank you so much. You know you all are friends of mine. We are confident. We just need to, to, to work more together, and um, I'm going to set aside the time to do exactly that. So, again, thank you so much. I love both of you. Okay. Thank you so much. Here, and we appreciate you very much, that's for sure. Have a All great right. evening. I love you too. You listen. Yeah, I love you too. Bye bye. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network dot com. And to join us at Touch the World, we have about 600 members over there now, and uh, we set up some new programs. And uh, I don't think I talk about myself enough, but when I do talk about Chicago's Black Business Network.com, well, I don't think so, Ron. When I do talk about Chicago's Black Business Network.com, I am talking about 600 people. I am not just talking about Sonia. I'm talking about a whole scope of business professionals from every industry. I'm talking about educators, singers, dancers. Delonato mm-hmm. is a member. Are you a member? Are you a member, Ryan? 
I am. You are. That's right. And uh, our, our call in number is 347-326-9477. Our call in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number one if you would like to speak to one of our guests. Or if you have a comment, you can listen to us every Thursday at www.blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. And usually uh, I'm hosting CBBN Talk, but I've been in the midst of this convention, and uh, we haven't really been hosting the show on Tuesdays, but we will begin again. We're also, Ron, uh, Ron is so generous to let us use his office. For those who, of you who do not know, Ron is the editor and publisher of the South Street Journal newspaper. And uh, why don't you take a few minutes to tell us about the South Street Journal your newspaper, Ryan? Well, um, the uh, South Street Journal has, you know, it was created out of an advocacy type of organization, which was uh, Taylor Residence United Towards Harmony. That was uh, back in probably about 1990. And as it began to be, matter of fact, well, before that, it started as Truth News. Uh, then it converted itself to uh, South Street Journal. Uh, I am really the uh, about the fourth publisher of South Street Journal, uh, but I guess I'm the longevity ch- uh, publisher for the last uh, 16 years. But in the spirit of uh, advocacy, uh, South Street Journal is sometimes not just uh, reporting the news, but sometimes we actually uh, produce the news. And that is how Black Wall Street somewhat kind of came together. It was a collaboration of people uh, talking about the issues, and as we talk about them and their South Street Journal uh, actually report on them, in the absence of people to follow up on certain issues, uh, we somewhat kind of take it upon ourselves. Uh, so it's a matter of what I learned from the Chicago Tribune when they were very critical about the black community being uh, so gun-ho in Democrats and saying that they are Republicans and that the black folks change. Regardless of what the nature of black folks change, um, the Chicago Tribune says that they are focused in their agenda and what they're about, and the black community knows that. So I think that in that vein, uh, South Street Journal, we're focused on our agenda and what we're about. You know, we started as a community newspaper, but we branched out to be more than a community newspaper uh, to the point that we are now looked at as a black newspaper. That wasn't the tensions, but that's the way the issues develop. And they developed in such a manner that uh, I became engaged in the lead position in a lot of these issues that we address, and not just myself, but other people associated with South Street Journal. So the news is one thing, and acting on the news is another, um, which led us again to not only Black Wall Street, but the 47th Street Business Association, and many political uh, operations. And that even may lead me into being 
candidate for office at the same time. So we are an action-orientated newspaper, and heading on our 17th year, it gives us great pleasure and, as you state, Sonia, a little bit of an intensity of running South Street Journal and running Black Wall Street, which is bigger than what I anticipated it to be uh, three years ago, in which it has been very demanding. But in being very demanding, it opens up a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, a lot of encouragement in where we are with a community uh, where the advocacy is focused on the action of what people do and what people don't do. So the stories are intense from when we do an interview with Malcolm X, we do an interview with uh, Dr. King. Uh, These are mock um, interviews, but it's part of the creativity that we come up with in order to engage our uh, readers, not only from a taste of the past, but a taste of the uh, future as we develop that in the words of the present. So we feel good about it. We have our crazy thoughts on the timing, uh, but we do know that the product is a people-driven type of newspaper that keeps us going and keeps us alive and uh, keeps me uh, focused as much as possible regardless of the big picture of agendas that continue to come to South Street Journal. So, yeah, we feel good about it. That's uh, It's a newspaper, but it's a newspaper with a direction and an action. How did that sound, Sonia? Did I get some of the parts that, that that's needed to be said about this uh, newspaper? Uh, Absolutely. Or did I, okay. All right. You did. So, yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the phone lines in a minute. But the thing that you uh, we're gonna go to area code six one nine. So just be patient for a minute. But the thing that you did not say is, Ron, what number do they call to advertise? Well, naturally they call our office at area code three one two six two four. 8351, and uh, matter of fact, we're here at the office now, so we're welcome people to call in uh, just to advertise and give us their ideas and their concepts as it relates to us uh, doing particular stories. So that number again is 312-624-8351. That's here in Chicago, Illinois. So the international and national people that listen in, yes, give us a call as well. We'll see what we can do to have your product to be represented on a national and even national level as we have grown to that peak, even working with the Prime Minister of Zambwe, right? And we move, we're moving on up, aren't we? We're moving on right on up there. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA, which is worldwide. Uh, Black Talk Radio is heard all over the world. This is what we want to do, Ron. We want to go to our caller in the 619 area code. They've been very patient with us, and uh, we're going to bring them on the line. Let's see who's here. Uh, area code 619, you are on the air. Hi, it's Anita Loft in Black Wall Street, San Diego. How you Great. doing, Anita? How are you guys doing? 
We're fine. We're great. Good. I am actually um, on the freeway <laughs> driving to um, Palm Springs for Chamber Black Chamber Golf Tournament. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, things are moving a little slow here for Black Wall Street, but it's it's slowly catching on. Um, as you know, I'm also the president of the Chamber of Commerce here, Black Chamber in San Diego. And I had a gentleman walk up to me last night and say that they participated in um, the Black Wall Street um, radio program, talk show, just recently. Oh, um, okay. Hamid from the Black Contractors Association, you guys remember yeah, speaking to correct, him? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, we had him on the program uh, before, and not only had him on the program, we we talked uh, on the telephone for a while, and we discussed some real intense uh issues regarding the black contractors and we had our summit uh on May 27th and he had representatives of the uh of his association at that summit as well so it became a real good uh uh association between us and I think he put you on the spot too <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. he said that the next uh National Summit of Black Wall Street needs to be in San Diego. Absolutely. I, I, I okay. like that. And I, we, we were kind of talking about that last night, and um, it, it's just incredible how Black Wall Street is starting to catch on. It's slowly, but it's catching on because a, a lot of the African Americans here, or they don't, they don't know their history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, right. And and you know I don't I, they they don't feel like they have a sense of entitlement. You know well, it's it's so, so it's, well, it's a hard battle. Well, have you all seen fight. the um, Anita? Have you all seen the 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 uh, the uh, documentary Before They Die? No. Uh huh. Well, Sonia uh, had a screening here in Chicago before they die. And then there's other people that's showing the screening. I think that if you all can get a copy of that documentary before they die, it's about Tulsa, Oklahoma. But and when you look at the uh, documentary, it, it's talking about Tulsa, Oklahoma, but it gives really a national perspective of black USA at the same time regardless of us looking at uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that black Wall Street there. But it is a mirror of historical meaning for black America as a whole. And so even though the movie is talking, I mean the documentary is talking about the uh, what happened regarding the race riot, but it's also touching on the inner uh, circle of what uh, ignites a people to move and what ignites a people to stop a movement and what is the aftermath when uh, other people stops another group. I think that if you all got a copy of Before They Die and you all some kind of way get that shown, uh, it's another version of you know, you heard, you've seen the documentary, Eye on the Prize. Eye on the Prize? I, right. No, I haven't. Maybe I oh. have. I mean, I 
Yeah, well, we're we're lacking the, a lot, yeah. Huh. Well, uh, that, uh, before we die, I think that that would be a, a good step to try to open up the relationship of where you all are at and also where we all are at together. Uh, Sonia, mm-hmm. you have the uh, the uh, the format or the the way that that can happen for, with that documentary, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, we're talking to Anita Lofton, who is the president of the Black Wall Street San Diego district. And uh, Anita, good to have you on the air. Uh, Reggie Turner is the producer of Before They Die. And uh, I can certainly put you in contact because you would need uh, his permission to do a screening. But just as you are not familiar with that movie and should be, there are other people who are in your chamber and a part of Black Wall Street down there that should be. And I can put you in contact with uh, Reggie Turner. He is over what they call the Tulsa Project, who uh, before they die, they're trying to, these people are like, 90 and 100 years old. It's like 44 of them left. Uh, Survivors of that uh, 1921 race riot. And uh, the funds funds from the project goes to those people. Uh, But we can't put you in contact with them. And it is something that should be a continuous dialogue. Uh, um, I mean, we meet many, many people who say they've never heard of it. They don't know about it. Uh, it's another part of our hidden history that we're going to see, too, that is no longer hidden. And I can certainly put you in contact with that. That's not a problem. And I think I've seen Eye on the Prize. I think I saw that one just recently. Um, I think I did. But, yeah, I would love to have that. And we probably can play it. Uh, we are now involved with um, with and, and um, Pastors on Point. So what we can do, if once we get a copy of that film, if we get permission to play it, which I'm sure we will, we can probably get the pastors to play it in the in the churches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, pull absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. pull something together, and we can we we can show it to the community. So and one thing you should. I'm sorry, Ron. Uh, just to close that part out, one thing you you could also do when you speak to Mr. Turner is there is a special edition for schools with a workbook, and that's something you may want to uh, start uh, communicating about in your neighborhood also. Thank you, Ron. Oh. So you oh, driving yeah. it down the street, uh, Anita, and all of a sudden you're going to call in to uh, the Black Wall Street USA uh, uh, talk show? Radio talk show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were driving to uh, meet me and, and the executive director for the, the chamber. Uh, the executive vice president was driving to a, a, a golf tournament, and we decided to call in. Michael had reminded us that the show, um, that uh, of the talk show, we want to make sure that you guys understand that we are definitely a part of this movement. Mm-hmm. That's very good. So what is, um, other than, is it more of an apathy of being a part, or is it just a marketing strategy that, that needs to uh, be ignited uh, in San Diego? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. First, we, you know, need to set ourselves up as an advocate, and, and, and we need to make sure that they understand. It's a, this is a huge project here in San Diego because 
a lot of the African Americans here, they have no fire in their belly. And I think the, the, the problem is because we don't know, they don't know their, their, their history. And then, like I said, there's, there's no sense of entitlement. You know, it's like they, they do anything they want to do to the African Americans here, and, and, and we sit down and we take it. And when you talk mm. about Black Wall Street, the, the first thing they think is, oh, no, we can't call it black. Well, why? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I said this before, um, you know, you have Chinatown, you have the Hispanics. The Hispanics yeah, are totally yeah, yeah. over California, and, 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 they, and we feel like if we say the word black is a bad thing when we should be proud of who we are and where we came from because this country was built on our backs. Right. You know, and I, yeah, well, I look at, I've been paying attention to, you know, Eccentrics has been showing old clips from from um, Soul Train. I don't know if, you, if you've seen those recently. And um, James Brown was a real big, big advocate. And back in the day when I was younger, I didn't realize that. You know, but oh, yeah. now that I'm older and, you know, black and said loud, I'm black and I'm proud. You know, he's always been the one that would, would, when there was the riots, he, you know, calmed the black community down. But it's the mm-hmm. same old song. We're singing the same old song. Black, let's stop black on black crime. Let's get together, the unity. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Time for change. Well, one, yeah, well, one thing about the, you know, we had the same type of scenario here with questioning why I call it black. Uh, but we have, I don't know if you all are aware, but we have another uh, Black Wall Street district here in Chicago where we're working on four, uh, but we have legislation passed for both for, for, for two districts here in Chicago. And as we have done that, uh, I can assure you that once it is done, uh, the people will accept it. Uh, I understand the 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 distance between a lot of us want to identify with being black, but sometimes I think I'm just taking it from Michael Carter. Uh, he kind of put it on us, just do it. And they will catch on and they will see the uh, the end results of doing it. So we, it took us, well, we did it kind of fast here, uh, but at the same time we had that resentment of why call it black? Why do we have to be black? But we went on forward and, and we did it, and we had legislation to make that happen. But we still got a long ways to go to actually marketing the concept and so that when people, I had a phone call last week, and someone said they was driving down uh, the Hispanic uh, part of uh, Chicago and they seen all their flags all over the street, and they called me up being very pissed off. Why come we haven't got the red, black, and green going down our districts? How come we can't have it? Why don't y'all put the red, black, and green? These other people, they have their flags all over their community. How come we can't have ours? So it's, it, it was a surprise to me that that individual made that type of remark because I did not know that they felt that type of spirit in their hearts to be identified mm-hmm. with black. And so that was a, a pleasing part to me that there are those that sometimes are more uh, settled in what they desire leadership to do. Uh, but once leadership do it, 
I believe that they do and they will catch on if it's definitely a right thing to do. And I believe that these black Wall Street districts that's popping up in Chicago and throughout the country is definitely uh, making a statement and a consciousness, not necessarily for others, but for ourselves. So, yes, you all just move on forward and, and, and keep that uh, momentum uh, of the purpose and the long-range meaning that it will happen. Okay, and and we we want to um, move forward. I just, I mean, I commend you for having it passed, legislation passed. That's a huge fight we have going on here right now, even with, you know, because we don't have affirmative action here. Um, we have Proposition 209, as you know, War Conley, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it is just, um, and they're sticking to it, <laughs> and they're sticking to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a... We're, we're well, you know, you don't have to look at it for, you don't have to uh, have legislation to make it happen. We just somewhat kind of, I think that each district got its own way of making it happen. This is just mm -hmm. one thing that we kind of did to make it happen, but uh, it's still that spirit and that experience that the community have to catch on to it. Uh, our legislation was just basically a, a a tool to engage um, the community and the legislative uh, to be aware of where we're at and to hold them accountability. And I know that Chicago, it may be a whole different, and I'm pretty sure a whole different uh, persona as it relates to politics and government. Uh, but with the legislation or not, uh, make those Black Wall Street districts happen. Yeah, legislators or not, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. But our goal is to um, pass some legislation here as far okay. as Black Wall Street. So that's mm -hmm. our goal. Because right. without it, we don't respect it. You know. Mm -hmm. So right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we would definitely be glad. I don't know if you all have copies of the legislation that we did here in Chicago or not. Uh, but we are definitely will. Matter of fact, it should be on the uh, Black Wall Street uh, District's website. Uh, if it's not, uh, I will see that it's there so that uh, people can uh, get it, copy it, use it as a template. And as an example, if you did it in Chicago, you should be able to do it in other parts of the country as well. Right. I think we should, all the districts should push for legislation. Uh, we've been, I think it is on the website, and we've um, been talking to our councilman who's in the 4th district in the area where we designated that particular area as, as uh, Black Wall Street area, and he just got reelected, so we're, let's see what, what he does about it. Let's see what happens. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds okay. great. Now, now, we are doing uh, newsletters. I don't know if you're getting a copy of our, our chamber newsletter, but it is in a newsletter about Black Wall Street, the summit in August, so we are aware of that. We are Very planning good. on coming, um, so we are communicating that. Mm -hmm. um, what I want to do is um, I want to make sure, Sonia, maybe, Sonia, you or Ron can send me an email just to remind me, I'm sorry, to, to make sure I put the number for the radio station in the newsletter this time. Okay. Absolutely. That's fine. And why don't you send me a, 
a copy of your chamber uh, newsletter so that we can keep our listeners updated on what's going on with Black Wall Street districts around the country. We'd be happy to do that for you. Okay, okay. I appreciate that because the San Diego Chamber is actually a chapter of the National Black Chamber out of Washington, D.C., so the information that we communicate is not only regional but it's national, and it's great information for small businesses, so I'll make sure to do that. Right. Matter of fact, we have been. Uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, ooh, a couple of days ago, we talked to the Illinois uh, Black Chamber of Commerce, uh, Larry Ivory. Larry, yeah, Larry, yeah. awesome. Oh, you also oh, you know Larry? Oh yeah, we know Larry. Larry's awesome. Oh. He is. Yeah, he's okay. doing um, great things in in, in um, Illinois, in Chicago. Right. Yeah. That's well, like we're gonna be. Right, yeah, so he's been to uh, a couple of our summits before, and we're going to be having a meeting with him uh, next week, and we're going to discuss the role of the uh, Black Chamber of Commerce, especially Illinois. But, again, we need to take it uh, on the national level uh, because I know the uh, National Black Chamber of Commerce got some very intense uh, agenda items on a national level that we can engage them at this uh, national summit as well. And right, so and we you know, you, you can connect with a better person. Larry is very connected nationally with the National Chamber and very well respected, so that's, that's a great, great fit, mm-hmm. great connection. Oh, yeah, well, we will definitely be meeting with him next week, that's for sure. Okay, make sure you tell him I said hello. I will, definitely will. Okay. So, yeah, well, um, uh, so are you going to do some good golfing? Or are you going to be watching or are you going to be playing? Well, I'm going to be working. <laughs> oh, you're going to be working. Yeah. How are you going to be working I, and not playing? I wish I could, but all the, uh, you know, staff from the different chambers are going to be there. It's a celebrity golf tournament. So, mm-hmm. uh they're mostly going to be working, making sure the conference is running smoothly while the uh, celebrities are golfing. So, oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It's not my turn this time. Next time. But I okay. can golf, though. <laughs> All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to, I don't think, we, we don't have golfing on our agenda but we have another caller now, um, Anita, and we're definitely going to stay in touch and, and make things happen as we build up for this national uh, summit in uh, August. Okay, well, thank you. I look forward to seeing you guys then. And, and make sure you send me an email um, and um, let me know about um, the – to remind me about the radio show, okay? You got it. Okay. Thank you. Have thank you. Be safe. Thank Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. That was Anita Lawson, president of uh, the Black Wall Street San Diego district, and we look forward to uh, communicating with her again, and we do appreciate uh, her calling in. Uh, Ron, we do have another caller on the line. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our host, Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Area code 253, you're on the air. Hi, this is James Warren. I'm calling from Seattle, Washington. I'm just a How you doing, Mr. Warren? And, uh, Seattle, Seattle, Washington, um, up northwest, huh? Oh, yeah, I don't care about the rain. It's all good. 
Okay, very good. So um, you're coming to the uh, National Summit in August? I'm going to be there. I have to say, if the Lord get me there. Um, okay. I'm working with, a, with some at-risk youth here. Organization called Truth in You. Okay. Um, with the drug intervention, um, anger management, violent prevention. With the black youth here. Okay, Mr. Warren, you're going in and Island. out just a little bit. Okay. How about now? Okay, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'm hoping I don't have a conflicting schedule on that. And my um, son is Michael Carter, your chairman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, very good. Okay. Yes. And we know we need to push this, and everybody needs to be there. Right. To very represent. much so. We need to be there to represent. Um, we need to make some sacrifices because you can go to the Kiwanis Club and all these folks, and not, they're not dealing with the district problems in our black community trying to build our businesses up. Mm-hmm. So it's very now, important. Now, uh, do we all have a Black Wall Street uh, formation happening in Seattle, Washington? Well, Is we're forming something? one as we speak. Oh, very um, good. They have a brother um, named um, named Rick Tillman who has an Internet radio station up here now. And mm-hmm. we're going to be, matter of fact, he's running the convention spots for free. Wow. So he's already started. Yeah, he started running it at 12.30 p.m. And um, his website is just like this, K-O-S-L-Jam, J-A-M dot com, mm-hmm. K-O-S-L-Jam, J-A-M dot com. That's um, Brother Rick Tillman. So he's pushing it on his um, Internet radio station. Oh, very good, very good. So, uh, yeah, Rick and it, Tillman. Yes, and my right. number here. Is for truth in youth. You can reach me at two five three two seven zero nine. Yes, seven zero nine nine three six nine. Six nine. That's my direct number. Okay, seven zero nine. Okay. Yes, and see, normally every Thursday we're feeding from six to seven, but of course I couldn't be there today because I wanted to talk to you and encourage you what you're doing. All right, uh, we appreciate that very much. But I guess with uh, Michael Carter uh, being your son, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's definitely on top of what's happening there in establishing the Black Wall Street District in uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you, what's the population of C- uh, black population of Seattle, Washington? Well, I'll tell you what's happening up in this area, and I want to break it down for you. Because, you know, the, the national media is not going to do it. CNN ain't going to do it, none of those guys. You have a, a population here, I would say, you would say 50% blacks in the, in the um, university district. They have, like, districts. That is still segregation as far as I'm concerned. Because you have a, a Hispanic district. Then, of course, you have a college district. Then you have the white bourgeois district. Mm-hmm. You see... So we're pushed in a corner in West Seattle, University District. Okay, so that is, okay, can I ask you, uh, what's the black population uh, uh, citywide then? What would you call, what would you say? Is that more like 25%? uh, Yeah, I would say 25%. Mm -hmm. Let's say 25%. Because I would say 25%. 
you have probably another strong 40% of the Ukrainian population. Mm. Yeah, okay. and also, yeah, and also uh, we work with the Ukrainian population also. And then you have the native Muckleshoot tribes. That's another, what, 30%. Mm. So, you know, white folk is really a minority. The, the majority is really the Ukrainian population up here. Mm-hmm. So how does it uh, fit with the concept of uh, a black Wall Street district in uh, uh, Seattle, Washington? Uh, is that something that is uh, mute, or is that something that has to grow on people, or is that something that uh, just takes some good um, marketing efforts, or is it a standoffish when it comes to being black in Seattle, Washington? I have to try to put all those in, in three ways. I would say, first of all, the marketing part is one. Then you still um, have the, you know, the standoff part. But I really believe in my heart that, you know, we get out there and we market it. And like I said, we have to be door to door. You know, we have to remember um, 1955, 54, when Martin Luther King had to organize in the South. See, they had to go church to church, door to door. And then a lot of us didn't want to sacrifice, but yet today we're reaping the benefits. I'm talking about a lot of the older people. Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept to me up here. We're going to have to market it, go door to door, say, hey, look, we need to get together and put them egos on the shelf and work together. And then at the same time, we can improve the condition for our youth when they see us working together. Yes, very much so, very much so. So then um, is there a, a, a cloud as it comes to racism, even though the Caucasian is the minority in the city? Oh, yeah, very much. Um, I know everyone's seen what happened on yesterday evening where the 19-year-old black sister and the 17-year-old youth jaywalked and a white officer punched her square in the face no i missed that myself oh yeah oh yeah you look it up just just go online and look up seattle times it's on there and those are the conditions we're dealing with because people are frustrated and then the police come in there like um like a gestapo tactic for example we were going to feed some people homeless men saturday night we're in a complex right apartment complex Seven police cars pull in, blocks it, blocks the street, looking for this one black guy. Wouldn't let anyone come in, anyone come out. That's unheard of. You see, but because we're not together, then they can just do what they do. It's, it's you know, just, you know, business as usual. Sometimes I, I equate um, Seattle to the Deep South. They're still railroading you, stopping you driving while black, you know, and then you don't have any leadership to address it, then, you know, they say, hey, we don't care about each other. Until we get together, it's going to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Is there any um, unified type of organization that uh, Seattle, Washington identify with? No, I would say not. I, really, I mean, my true, honest opinion would be no. I worked with the Somalia Community Center. And um, the Somalians are having it just as rough as we are. So we're trying to even bridge the gap with just with the black businesses 
and organizations even to connect and collaborate with the Somalian community. They have a whole Somalian community up here. I mean, they have a whole district where they have stores in place. They're together. And it's not that because they're African and we're American. It's no division. The Africans want to work with us because I tell most blacks, when you meet an African, shake their hand because they're bringing the wealth of Africa to us, and we're missing that whole part. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you was on uh, earlier listening in to us, but in our uh, agenda of workshops for the summit in August, we will be having a a, a workshop that's entitled International Relations, where we will be addressing that African uh, connection uh, to uh, uh, to the United States. Uh, so, uh, as you made that point, I think that uh, Sonia, we need to reach out even more to the African uh, uh, communities here in Chicago to make mm-hmm. sure we have that representation uh, at the summit as well. Yeah, so, I yeah, would we, recommend that. Okay. Yeah, I would. Definitely. Yeah, I would highly recommend that. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Um, it was a Kenyan came here, Joe. <clears throat> Joe been living on and off, flying from Kenya to here to um, to Seattle. Now, mm-hmm. down in Kent, that's another, you know, um, district. Um, it's a showwear center, seats like, I don't know, 10,000 people. They have, like, hockey games and stuff. All so right. he said, we want to do a prayer service for this community and bring the community together. Now, he's not a man. He's African. Mm-hmm. He went to some other people, went to the black churches, white churches, you name them, and everybody said it couldn't be done. No blacks mm-hmm. ever done it up here in the history of this state. Mm-hmm. Two Sundays ago, he rented it out, and I'm telling you, it seats 10,000. I can count probably 500 people showed up. Mm-hmm. Now, you would think that place should have been packed out for black people networking, Everybody networking, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that uh, I believe that the spirit of having the consciousness of a black Wall Street district in Seattle, Washington, will be an eye-awakening uh, of a consciousness of, for people to say, what's going on? And with the historical uh, background of the Black Wall Street from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then as it relates to this upcoming uh, convention, that it can have uh, a a connection, even with the different workshops from Africa to the workshops on uh, the different districts around the country of Black Wall Street. So... um, uh, again, with uh, Michael Carter, your son, and, and and with his leadership on this whole Black Wall Street district movement, that uh, definitely uh, Seattle, Washington, cannot be overlooked. Are you all part of the? Uh, I haven't looked at our website to notice, but are you all listed as a Black Wall Street district information? Uh, part yeah. of Black Wall Street USA? Yes, we'll put it on there. It should be linked to Michael till we get the general information on there. And okay. let me say this to you. you got to remember this. Bishop Otis Clark is 107 years old. 
Oh, he was okay. a product of the riots in Tulsa. Oh. I work with him. He's he's down in Texas now. What's he the calls name again? Me every week. His Bishop. name is Otis Clark. Otis Look Clark. That name was he online. part of the? Uh, was he was he in the documentary of uh, Before yeah. We Die? Yes, and also he was at the original Azusa Street Revival in 1912. Mm. The Azusa Revival down in L.A. Where all the Pentecostals came out of. Okay. With William well, Seymour. Pro- where's uh, where's uh, 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 Mr. Clark at now? Right now he's in Texas. And he's coming back. He'll be back, I believe, in two weeks. Then he's going over to Jamaica doing some mission work for two weeks. In July, I mean. And he's 107. Stopping, huh? He ain't, look, he still drives and he still swims. Uh, Have all his you, teeth and all his hair. Ooh, God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, you look them up. And um, I've been walking with Dr. Clark now since last August when I met him and Dr. Gwyneth Williams. And Star Williams was Miss Black Oklahoma. 2003. If you were to look up Miss Black mm-hmm. Oklahoma, 2003. That's his his, um, his granddaughter, mm-hmm. Star okay. Williams. Well, we so we're, probably need. To, yeah. Well, we probably need to make a take a, a, a some type of way to reach out to uh, Mr. Clark and see yeah. if he can be at this uh, national summit as well. Oh uh, yeah. You know that will be a real. You, you hear that, Sonia? Yes, I hear that. That's yeah, I'm putting, oh, yeah. I'm putting, I'm, I'm dishing out more work for you, or, or what? <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to take that responsibility of dishing out more work. Uh, that's Mr. Warner. He he the one putting out this yeah, more work. Well, you he got the one brought it up. Yeah, yeah he right, brought it up. We're gonna get it going. <laughs> <laughs> but you call oh, me because uh, I'm a worker. Right, so we're going to put that on Mr. Warren with you, Sonia, to see yeah. what we can do to get Mr. Clark at this national summit. Because oh, yeah, we definitely me. need to hear, we need to hear and need to feel the spirit of people yeah. that are here that have a lot to do with our spirit of doing these Black Wall Street mm-hmm. districts. And mm-hmm. that will definitely be profound. So we're going to definitely put it on our agenda uh, now, you're going to be talking to him soon, correct? Yes. And, and let me give you my direct phone number also. And you sign okay. me. Okay. Call me also. Okay. All right. 
I can give you some goal setting and sure you can do it. Is that time out blaming the white man is over. You either they pull up your own bootstraps, like Bill Cosby had that show and we bashed him. I said, Why we can't be successful we got a history of being successful in America. Right. But America don't want you to know that. Yeah, right, correct. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you much. one thing before I leave and I love everyone and everyone need to be there or be square like we say in the old school. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because right. in Spokane that was the first black church in the state of Washington was in Spokane, and they had like a black business district in Spokane, Washington, no one knows about. And I tell you, I'm going to get the information to you. I found this out talking to a, a white guy that was sitting up with sweatpants, like I was going to give him $5. He has his own production company and has a history of black history up in the state of Washington, a white guy, young guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, so I got right, access right. to this information. I'm gonna bring this to the table also. Very good, very good. And I love you, you know. but I'm gonna run, and I bless you. It will be successful. We need to keep pushing it. Right. We need. Well, to keep you know, love it. you as well, and I tell you, the the spirit that uh, you have set over these uh, over the air on the, our radio program here. Is definitely inspirational as we move forward, uh, and especially with the uh, remarks that you gave and the hookup to uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Otis Clark. Mr. Clark, right? Yeah, uh, that that's definitely a profound in our directions for the summit as well. So yeah, yeah. we appreciate you as well, and you know. Um, uh, we definitely want to see you to make arrangements of all possible and a little bit more extra effort to be here in Chicago for the National Black Wall Street Summit and watch your son do his stuff. <laughs> yes, and I will definitely try to make it to be there. I might have to give me some sponsors, but I will get mm-hmm. my information to you also, um, my newsletter. I'll get that to him. I can get that on that website, and you guys can download my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Well, thanks for calling. And Bless matter you. of fact, this is every Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. That's 5 okay. p.m. your time. Uh, yeah. That we'll be here on um, Chicago's Black Business Network Radio with uh, Black Wall Street uh, USA Talk. Okay. What I'll do, I won't talk as much, but I'll definitely give you a weekly report. How's that? Uh, we appreciate that. We like that very much. That's what the program is about. We do want to hear the updates on what's happening with the the districts and the districts in the making of uh, Black Wall Street districts. Okay, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right Bless now. You, All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right, Sonia. We we are heading up to our last uh, five or four more uh, five minutes of. Uh, Black Wall Street USA on the Chicago's Black Business Network, um, and we definitely have these international. I'm sorry, the national calls with an international uh, flavor to it. Uh, so the agenda is getting uh, even more intense. But I think one thing we talked about in our meeting today was that as we move forward to the uh, summit. Uh, we're going to be having a lot of more interesting callers, a lot of more interesting agenda items that people stress that we got to take part of. So are you ready for this, Sonia? 
I'm ready, Ron, and I'm getting more ready about it now. Oh, I'm ready. Don't, don't you worry about my part. I'm playing my part. Don't worry about it. We want everybody in America to step up and play their part in the uh, first annual Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit, which is going to be hosted here in Chicago on August 20th through 23rd. All eyes on Chicago, August 20th through 30. 23rd. That was that was quite wonderful. Wonderful to have Michael Carter. Michael Carter is the uh, for those who are listening is the national president of Black Wall Street Chicago out in Oakland, and uh, we uh, we're sorry that we didn't get to all the calls this evening. Call in earlier, people. It's going to be jumping around here. We need you to call in earlier, and uh, just want to just want to make a couple of uh, announcements. For all of you, once again, who do not know, Black Wall Street Chicago has a weekly committee meeting, committee meeting every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. at the offices of South Street Journal located at 449 East 35th Street. These meetings are open to the public. We just request that you give us a call at 312-624-8351 and RSVP. That's all that we need for you to do. Uh, sponsors and advertisers, if you would like a sponsor and advertising package, uh, with a registration form, we can you can also reach us at that number, and we will certainly email a package out to you or overnight. And we're expecting uh, approximately 500 professionals from across the nation to be in attendance, and we want you to be a part of this historical event by being there and uh, marketing your products at the summit. I want to uh, thank everyone for joining us this evening. That was an unexpected surprise uh, for Michael's father to call in. We appreciate Anita Lofton, who is president of the San Diego district out uh, out there, uh, the Black Wall Street San Diego district out there, going out there to have a good time at their golf outing. And uh, we look forward to her giving us some more information. So now Seattle, Washington has called in, Greenboro, Greensboro, Atlanta. Uh, this is part of what we envision the show to be, isn't it? Um, just across the nation, across the world, and that is that's the direction that is moving in, Ron. Do you have any final remarks for us? Well, I believe that we are uh, definitely on on the right uh, spirit, on the on the right movement, in the right direction. Uh, again, I appreciate our callers from around the uh, the country that gave their input, that gave their uh, insight of where we are. Uh, our conversations uh, today was uh, pretty light compared to our others. When I say light, uh, you know, looking at our past topics of what were some of those past topics uh uh, uh are you a racist or uh <laughs> yes. the state of uh of, of, of black america the state of black businesses uh yeah uh, white men uh sitting in boardrooms uh whoa we have some real intense uh, discussions we was pretty light pretty casual pretty uh smooth uh, this evening, but we know that we can get very heated on uh, Chicago's Black uh, uh, Business Network uh, uh, talk show. So, yeah, I feel good, and I'm ready to move forward. That's great. We have two minutes left on the show, and I'm going to close out with a uh, 
with the song from Inspire out of Las Vegas, this young man. We hope to get him in Chicago uh, very, very soon. We're sorry that we could not take all of the calls. We want you to call in. We want you to be a part of it, but we want you to call in earlier, and we, and we can give you time. It's amazing how we start this show, and the two hours will just go just like that, don't they, Ron? Just like that. So but, you don't uh, blame me even not taking those breaks, huh? Uh, not today. But anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not today, uh, maybe another time. But anyway, okay. uh, some great some great callers, some great things, and we hope to uh, we hope to get Michael Carter to call in and give us an update next week. We will be covering the convention again next week. But we're going to end uh, with something that we think this convention is about and this movement is about. Something great by Inspire. Everyone have a great evening, Ron. You have a great evening. Talk to you next week. You do the same. Good night, all. Good night. and positivity and in case you didn't know it the fun has started and all efforts to maintain it cannot be done half-hearted now recognize they say time flies when you're having fun but i say the more time you got for fun the less time flies the sun is rising the birds are starting to sing the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing going with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. And I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with it, life never felt so great. But the reason for this smile on my face and why I appreciate every breath, it's because I'm surrounded by a lot of love and respect. Plus, I realize the more we appreciate, the more we get back. And that's not theory, it's fact. But you want to know the real reason why I'm just grinning and cheesing? It's simply because I'm still breathing. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing. The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this life never felt so great. But the real reason I'm excited it's because I recognize negativity and know exactly how to fight it. Plus, it's by my conscience in which I am guided. I am way too blessed to be stressed. For me, nothing is impossible. I am too reluctant to succumb to the pressures of worldly obstacles. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing. The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this life never felt so great.
Oh, I'm feeling 